everyone. Now we're going to be doing The Big Guy, which is a Bruce Banner fanfic. It is part of a series, and it is by Emily Evanston. <clears throat> well, it's going to be really fun, so let's get on with the show. The first time you met the Hulk, you had been sitting out in a field at the edge of the forest that bordered the land your family cabin was set on. You had come up here to disconnect from the world, to paint, to write, and to just be alone with your thoughts. The cabin was perfect for it. There was no phone or internet. There wasn't even signal on your cell. You were completely removed. The first morning after you had arrived, you were sitting in the field, painting the sunrise coming up through the trees. There was a blanket of mist over the ground, and the way the soft pink light of the just rising sun played off it was almost ethereal. The forest was noisy with the early morning animals and birds up and chattering. There was a sudden crash followed by a low rumble and what looked like hundreds of birds burst out of the canopy. You only had enough time to look up and register what had happened when the green giant of a man came crashing out into the field, pushing a tree right over as he smashed the fence. People always say there's a fight-or-flight response to danger. You had neither. The Hulk stood, staring at you with a look of pure rage on his face. He was hunched over and breathing so heavily his whole body rose and fell. He roared at you. The sound filled the whole area, making birds fly up from the forest all around. You didn't flinch. You didn't run. You didn't put your hands up to defend yourself. You just stared at him, frozen. There's a theory that if ever faced with a much larger predator who is not hungry, it's best to just stand your ground. Don't fight, because then they will see you as a threat and they attack in self-defense. Don't run either, because then catching you becomes a game. Just show no fear and stand your ground. They're not threatened by you, and they don't see you as easy prey, so they'll leave you alone. Whether this is actually true or not, you have no idea. But what happened that morning was, he roared again, but quieted this time. He huffed, shaking his body, and ran off into the forest on the far side of the field. The second time you saw him, you were trying to untangle a deer stuck in your fence by its horns. It was proving very difficult because no matter what angle you came in on it, him at, he'd spin around and try to kick you. You became aware of something watching you and saw him sulking in the shadows. Eventually he came over and held the deer in one of his enormous hands. For a moment you thought he was going to take it and eat it. Instead, he just held it still and looked at you. You approached slowly, untangling the horns, and he let it go into the forest. He looked down at you, and you stared up into his bright green eyes. He nodded, and he was gone. The third time you were outside cooking on the grill, you'd taken a trip into the town and gotten some fresh supplies and decided it would be nice to eat out in the sun. The smell of food cooking must have drawn him out. He came over to you a little like a scared animal, dashing forward, slinking back again, until he was right up near you. 
looking from you to the girl. You didn't think there was any way what was on there could be enough to feed him. So you got a plate and filled it and held it up. He tentatively approached and took it, taking it a couple feet away from you. He sat down on the ground heavily, then very daintily started eating the food. He touched your chest and said your name. He stopped eating and looked at you. His hand went to his chest. Ulk, he said. Do you want more? You asked. He nodded his head and you added more food to the grill. And so it went. You came around more and more until the point you were spending whole days together. He started becoming more verbal with you, telling you things he liked and things he didn't. You rigged a hose off the solar hot water so he could shower outside and brought a big bar of berry scented soap. It was from a place that sliced it off a whole large wheel. You ended up buying half the wheel even though it was ridiculously expensive. He was quite grateful and could shower behind your house every day. You bought fabric and very roughly sewed him new pants. You wore them happily. One day he lay in the sun and let you paint on him like he was a canvas, then take a photo of the end work. You played games with him, roughhousing in a way where you knew he was actually being extremely gentle and play acting getting hurt. Like a mother lion teaching her cubs how to hunt. You got him his own large pants and he painted the side of the old barn. Big childlike paintings in bright colors. You'd originally planned to only stay on your retreat for a month. In the end, he extended it to two. You didn't know what to do. Even though you knew the Hulk would look after himself, he was in so many ways like a huge toddler. You felt protective of him, but more than that, he was your friend, and you were worried about leaving him alone. The two of you sat in the field, and you made a daisy chain as you watched on. I really like you, big guy, you know, he said, as you diligently threaded the stem of the flower through the next. Hulk like you, too, he said in his deep rumble. You have fun. Thank you, he said, and held the now-completed chain up. He dipped his head and you put it on him like a crown. Looks good. Hulk wants you see. You took a photo with your camera and held it out to him so he could see the preview screen. A huge grin spread across his broad face. Hulk-like, he said. You ran your palm down one of his fingers. They were so large that even at the broadest part of your hand, you didn't cover his finger the whole way. I have to go away, Hulk, he said. You shocked? Buy Hulk candy, he said. No, big guy, I need to go back to my job, he explained. When you come back, he asked, furrowing his brow. He looked up into his eyes, the green now muddier now that he was worried. You continued to rub his hand over his fingers. Maybe next year, he suggested. Hulk pulled his hand away and stared at you. No, stay. Hulk want to to stay, he rumbled. I can't. I'm eating into my savings. I need to go back to work, he tried to explain, not even sure if Hulk understands the concept of money or not. Whether he did or not, he wasn't happy. He got to his feet and doubled over in pain. No. No. Hulk, stay with you, he roared, slamming his shoulder into the ground. His body seemed to twist and convulse, and he rushed to him. What's happening? What's wrong? You asked, putting your hands on him and run, running them down his large arms as the muscles and bones shifted under them. 
Hulk stay, he roared even louder. At the same time, it sounded far off. You reached up to hold on to you, his hands wrapped around your arms. He clung to you desperately. Hulk stay, he repeated, this time more like a plea. What's happening? What can I do? You asked, running your hands along his jaw. His whole form changed in front of you until instead of a huge, green, muscular hulk, there was a small, scared, pale man cowering in front of you. He looked around wildly as you scrambled back away from him. You both stared at each other, holding your hands out defensively. He was sitting in a pool of fabric that had made up Hulk's pants. You both start speaking at the same time. Who are you? 